Young women have been growing up with an indoctrination of what womanhood is and what it should be. They've been taught everything that is in direct opposition to the Word of God. Young women who want to be different from the world are rare, but they are real. On this Rare But Real podcast, Audrey Brogy will often be joined by her daughter, Grace Anna, and her daughters-in-law, Maureen, Kesset, and Marilyn, who desire to be discerning in a day when everything seems to go against God's design. Join them in the journey of becoming rare but real. It takes courage and conviction. And now, Audrey Brogy. I'm so thankful that you are joining us for this podcast today. And um, I'm going to start out by reading something, and then I'll continue on. But Mama, I'm 50 years old now, I reminded her sometime after my 50th birthday. She looked at me, then she said, I don't care, you'll always be a teenager to me. And so it was, and so it is. I keep learning things the older I get. I'm learning that we always see our children as our children. I'm learning that no matter how old they get, we still see the little baby faces, the little toddlers, the little girls, the little boys, then the awkward adolescent time, then the teen. After all those years growing up in our homes, time seems to stop. It's not that we don't recognize their adulthood or appreciate it or see them as grown people. We do. It's just that there's something really, really deep and special about being the one who was their first love. In case you're wondering, though, I know four out of five of my children are adults. Actually, all of them are adults now. I really do. And having adult children is a tremendous time of life. Now, I raised four boys. In our family, with the exception of the nearly first two years of my mothering, boy has always been plural. As soon as Jordan, my second born, was born, It was my boys, my guys, my little guys, the boys. Then we had a girl, one girl. So we said the boys and Grace Anna, not the boys and the girl. Then I had Grant. So we continued to say the boys and Grace Anna. A few years later, I had Jameson. So again, nothing changed in how we referred to our children. Yes, we talked about our boys and our girl, but never did we ever say the boys and the girl. Well, time passed. I didn't have any more children. Then my first two boys grew up and got married. Jordan, my second born, married first. I still remember the first time I saw his wife, Maureen, at least the first time it registered. She was nine years old, and I was buying strawberries from her family's farm stand. She was just the cutest thing. Little did I know she would become one of my girls. Our families became fast friends, and my boys worked at the farm stand for her dad. Time passed. When Maureen was a teenager, I remember being struck with her tender heart for the Lord. I loved that girl, still do. My firstborn married second. After college, he was a working man. He met his future wife at church. I remember the first time I met her, Kessid. She came to Beaufort with him and when we were grieving the death of our beloved associate pastor and great friend, Bill. Yet it was so right for her to come and be a part of what we were going through. It was like I already knew her. And I must say, I liked her from the beginning. And now I can't imagine my life without her. A few years ago, my girls got together and gave me such a wonderful birthday. 
I will never forget it. They have no idea how special it was for me to be able to say in the plural, my girls took me to Upper Crust for my birthday. My girls gave a coconut cake to me. I know, I know, I absolutely and completely loved having my only girl. Then I loved having my two girls, and now I love having my three girls, and since then, I've added another. There is uh, four now is so much more plural than two. And now with all these granddaughters, plural, plural, plural. My boys, they have chosen the best girls. They chose sisters for Grace Anna. I love watching the dynamic of my girls. I love how they love each other. I love how they love the Lord and talk of him openly and freely with each other and how they encourage one another in the faith. And I love how they mother their children, and I love how they love their husbands, my boys. And me, I love saying my girls, plural. So one of those plural girls is joining me for this episode of the podcast where I am letting each of them share a little bit of their story of how they met my boy and uh, and my daughter and how she met her husband. So this on this episode, it's Kessid. Um, and uh, she is joining me and I want her to say hello before we before I pepper her with questions as she shares her story. <laughs> Hi, Hi. greetings from the uh, Maryland outpost up here (laughs) in in the snow. Wow. Um, It's funny, I was, because I always think like, oh, you're so lucky down there in warm South Carolina. And I showed uh, Lois, my oldest, the video you sent of looking off the back porch. And she was like, oh, I feel so bad for them because they love having you know so much. I, I was like, oh, huh, that's not what I thought when I looked at that video. Okay. Well, I should, I should send her the picture from like 2018 January when we got like snow like it was D.C. That's the only time. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. She loves it could happen. <laughs> exactly. But I am like looking right now from in my backyard as we're recording this podcast at a very high tide. And it's like really nice. I feel bad for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm thrilled to have you on. And um, and then, you know, before too long, after I record these individual podcasts, we're going to have everybody on and we can all interrupt each other and do all that good stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So I wanted to um, have these separate podcasts where I ask you girls questions that I think are so important, um, especially because this podcast is called Rare But Real and the way God brought each of your questions. husbands to you and this and I guess the way God wrote your story if you want to use that terminology mm-hmm. to to show his power and his might even in these days when um, marriage is being undermined and it's being redefined and it's and sometimes even with younger women who are coming up and I think about you and and Maureen and Grace Anna with your little girls I remember thinking when when I had my children, whoa, is there are there going to be godly people out there for them to marry? Mm-hmm. God has more than answered that, and uh, and even more to. I just think it's very important for women to see how God works and how He mm-hmm. does those kinds of things, especially more and more as we're moving into a time in our nation where everything that God says is good and pure and holy is being undermined. So, with mm-hmm. that being said. 
I, I'm just going to go with some of these questions. What were your thoughts as you were growing up about one day getting married? What were your thoughts about marriage in general? I mean, how did you think about it? And how did you, mm. the peers around you affect you or the messages of the world affect you? And I'm talk, specifically talking about like when you were a little girl, because I often say all little girls dream of being a beautiful bride and being married one day. But how did that sure. flesh out as you were young growing up? Well, I I think um, I just grew up in a home with parents who had just a great marriage, a strong marriage. Um, they they both loved the Lord. They clearly loved each other. So for me, marriage was definitely something to be desired, mm-hmm. um, something that seemed like a gift mm-hmm. that I, I wanted. But I also knew... Um, um, I had a beloved aunt Anne who never married. Mm-hmm. Um, she she had wanted to marry, but it just it it never happened. So I kind of I thought marriage is a gift and it's awesome, but it's also might not happen. So it was something that I desired, but also something kind of in the back of my mind that I thought, well, not everyone gets married, so that's just. Uh, something to to keep in mind, mm-hmm. kind of going forward. So, um, yeah, I thought I thought all the trappings, the fun things <laughs> of oh, you know, a beautiful gown <laughs> and and building a life together, and and all of the really sweet fun things about marriage. I don't think I I thought about like you know suffering together, yeah, yeah. Or suffering well together, <laughs> oh, yeah, or just, you yeah. know, all of these. The more intense. It's uh, more the happily ever after. Yeah, it's more the happily ever after. Yeah. But I don't think in a in a totally silly way. I sure. think it was just like, wow, my parents enjoy each other and have yeah. have a good life together, and I, I would like that. Yeah, so that's kind of yeah. how it was for me. Yeah. That's great. Well, now share a little bit about how um, maybe friendships and relationships with boys. Not that we're going to dish on boys. I don't mean that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Because all of us have past relationships, and but but still, God uses all of those things to help prepare us for our husbands. You know, yeah, yeah. And so, I maybe share a little bit about how God may have used some of those things during your teenage and your college age years. And maybe you know, you grew up with two brothers, so maybe even Mm -hmm. touch on how having your brothers in the house—not that they like said no, Kessid, you should know this. I mean, maybe they did do that, but I just mean how having them and being growing around. up with boys around helped you understand guys and of course your dad as well but um totally. and, and with all of that you know were your thoughts and actions different from your peers if they were how so how did you did you view guys did you grow grow up with a great respect for them or were you more you know were you around people that are always saying negative things about guys and that kind of stuff so maybe get a little yeah. bit of that kind of stuff no, I so I definitely growing up with um, both my dad and my brothers, I feel like I had just like good, strong male role models in the home. Um, I will say I, it gave me an understanding of, of guys from, I don't know, like bathroom humor and their appreciation <laughs> for that. Um They just relate in different ways. And I I don't know. It was um, maybe their humor in general, too. Their humor in general. (laughs) And obviously, just like all women are different, all guys are different. But there was a bent and 
it was just fun. I had a lot of fun growing up with kind of a, a guy, uh, heavy household. Um, I mean, I did hear my brothers kind of talk about girls as they got interested in girls and, uh, just their thoughts and observations and, uh, just my dad kind of praising my mother and enjoying her. I got a sense of just what the guys in my house, how they appreciated women. And what was, I think, kind of um, sweet in, in a weird way, but both of my brothers ha- were attracted to different kind of girls, just the way the girls appeared, kind of like one had a bent, one went, like towards a certain kind of girl, another. And so I had this sense growing up that like there wasn't a set kind of beauty or like guys are attracted Mm. to this kind of girl it was just like Mm. god made us all so different and we all have different attractions and there's someone out there for me who's going to think i'm great and beautiful um how god made me and obviously i had i had a sense that you want to care for yourself and present yourself well i mean even just so you feel good just taking mm-hmm. care of yourself. So it wasn't just like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, right. no, actually, guys are very, um, like, visual. They they are attracted to women, you know, this sort of, but it's like, but they're not, it's not vogue, mm-hmm. you know, like how, how they present, like, oh, if you basically have the body of a 12-year-old boy, <laughs> like, that's, that's what's really attractive. You know, I didn't have that since growing yeah. up, not because, the media wasn't trying to put it out there because my parents were raising healthy boys yeah. who just had like a normal, healthy attraction. That's um, great. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was good. Yeah. And that's then really great. I feel like too, I, I had, I had good guy friends who were, um, who were godly guys who I just had healthy relationships with that mm. uh, gave me a good sense. I also, I mean, I was, I was boy crazy. <laughs> and I like, I, it's so funny. I do think that that is, I don't want to say inborn. Jeremy always says I'm a fatalist, but like some people kind of have been, and I was just like, Woo! you know, boys. I just felt boys. Woo! Um, it's, I see that even in my own girls. Cause I have four girls and like, we'll read a story and maybe there'll be like a little romantic something between two people and you know one of them doesn't care at all and one of them's like oh this is so dumb I don't like and it's like hey clearly (laughs) you're you were really into this so um so yeah so I had I would say like not not good relationships like dating relationships Mm -hmm. that I you know shouldn't in hindsight I don't think were were healthy um, You're saying you did have some that were not healthy. I did, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, was, yeah. that was just unwise, right? Um, and, but God still but used that. God used yeah. that, taught me through it, mm-hmm. and and I and and by His grace, carried <laughs> me through that. I think by really like the example of my parents mm-hmm. and probably their prayers. I would mm-hmm. say so. <laughs> <Anyway>. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when Carl and I were raising our boys, our sons, 
obviously all throughout their life, we tried to teach them the biblical view of marriage, not only by modeling it, but by actually teaching it from the Bible, you know, Genesis 1 and 2, because we knew that, you know, the world wasn't going to teach them that, you know, what God says about it, that there's a bigger picture. It's not just about some girl being cute and adorable who, you know, hangs on your every word. It's about what mm-hmm. God wants to accomplish in the bigger picture that a man, mm-hmm. a man needs a, a good wife and a wife needs a good man. And God wants you to accomplish something great together. And he can't do what, what you can't do what God wants you to do unless you have the right person next to you. And she can't, you know, it's like God wants to use you in harmony. So we tried to teach that to our sons and our daughter, of course, about manhood, womanhood. We wanted them. And the other thing we wanted them to know was how to find a wife. So we, you know, as they were growing up, we were reading Proverbs every single day and then using that sometimes as a jumping off point to tell them about the girls to avoid and the girls (laughs) that are worth pursuing anyway and along those lines we prayed for you before we ever Mm -hmm. knew you Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. so my question after that is you know when jeremy began to pursue you now i know you were both already out of college and you were working in dc but when he began Mm -hmm. to pursue you what were your thoughts at that time you know what did you think about the whole process you can sh- and that's this is where you know share a little bit of the process and how sure and how you knew that oh this one is different this is the one god has for me hmm. well and that yeah hopefully um without embarrassing jeremy of course <laughs> well i know because sometimes i complain about you know our our courtship and he's like well it worked you can blame us too. But once again just the, the knowledge that I had growing up of like marriage is a good gift mm-hmm. and something I desire but also it may not happen but like central to my life is like is serving God and seeking to glorify him right mm-hmm. so I'm in DC I'm working I'm pursuing interests that I have but my life really revolved around my church. I went to mm-hmm. church on the hill mm-hmm. and um, had a great church and was serving there, growing there, and had just a sweet group of of both girl and guy friends mm-hmm. uh, that were really like sold out for the Lord on mission, uh, all doing doing all different kinds of jobs, right? Uh, working for NGOs and in politics, whatever, but um, really like centering their lives around serving in the church. Anyhow, um, that's just background to say that that's kind of what was going on. I was working in politics, but I was, uh, I, I was at church uh, living with other believers and, and active there. And this guy, um, well, first, basically I had to wait for a couple of other people who were interested in him not to be interested in him anymore. <laughs> and I, I was uh, actually not, I thought he was a really nice guy and he was, he was a, a friend at first. And what's ironic is I always said, Oh, you know, immediately if you're interested in someone like there, I don't believe in like being friends first. and da, da, da. <laughs> So per usual, my pride, I was wrong. And he and I were friends first. Yeah. And yeah. And then I remember receiving a call from him. I think he was driving back home and just being like, that, that was weird. He just like called me for mm-hmm. some reason. 
And so I just, I mean, I didn't think too much of it. But and, the, and this I was, just, say that again, you were on the way home. You were, this was after No, he, I think he was on the way home to you first. Yes, yes, I, yes, I yes. I think it was like around Christmas time. Okay. Maybe. And he called you. So there was yep. that. He just called me just to chat, which, I mean, if, if you know my husband, he's not a big <laughs> like, him hey, sort of call random girls to chat kind of guy. <laughs> so um, that was interesting. And then... We were both, we both like country music, mm-hmm. and so we were both interested in going to see Dwight Yoakam, <laughs> and uh, and it turned out we were going to go just, you know, a big a group, group of anybody yeah. who wanted to go from church, and uh, nobody else wanted to go. Well, it turns out, I just found out within the last year that actually One his other. good friend <laughs> did want to go, and he said... No, you're you're not coming. <laughs> He's arranging it. <laughs> so, um, anyways, long story short, he we we did a few things together, but it was not clear that mm-hmm. we were, you know, kind of in a, a dating a relationship. Dating relationship. Yeah. Um, but then someone else asked me on a date, and he found out, and. <laughs> He called me at work in the middle of the day. I'll never forget. <laughs> I was sitting there in the Department of Justice and boom, and he he asked me out for the following weekend. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, um, anyhow, so that's kind of when we started dating mm-hmm. um, and then and dating exclusively. And I just, it was funny. We had so much in common. I would say our personalities are are very different. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, they just are. But oh, that's like Carl and me, yeah. Just the same way. Like, uh, I don't just our opinions on, I don't mm-hmm. know, politics, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. worldview, theology, mm-hmm. da, da, da. I mean, it's yep. just, we were like, yes, yep. yes. I totally resonate just, with that. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, we would come out even now. It's like we, we hear... Um, a talk or a sermon, and it's like we have the same kind of thoughts about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold yeah. on, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, and or we we go and hang out with a group of people, and something said, and we're both like, "Whoa, what was that about?" <laughs> or did it? Anyways, so we had these similarities, and then I just knew from discussion that even about his upbringing, like, oh, he was a pastor's kid too. Mm-hmm. But he was like so grateful for the upbringing he mm-hmm. had in the church and mm-hmm. grateful for his parents. And I loved that mm-hmm. uh, because I felt the same way. And and honestly, I was kind of, uh, I don't want to say like turned off by, but just like, man, why is everybody so negative about that? <laughs> about their upbringing or about mm-hmm. being a pastor's kid right. or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just like these things are gifts. And mm-hmm. And I, I know some people have experienced uh, abuse and things like that. And so I'm not, I'm not saying what's their deal with that. But I just think like the average person raised by Christian parents just thought like, oh, my parents didn't know anything. And right. did it. it's like, no, actually. They did. They did. <laughs> <laughs> and just remember, so, your kids might say the same thing about you one day. Oh, I have no <laughs> I don't mean doubt. you. I don't mean oh, you. Yeah, okay, I no. meant generally. <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's true. But I do laugh about my kids are just going to be like, what was my mom thinking? But anyways, um, 
So I just respected him. I respected him. It's funny. Actually, my brother was the first one to say something about him. And uh, he was like, oh, what about, you know, what about that guy? And I was like, no, that guy. Speaking speaking of Jeremy, you mean? Yeah, yeah, speaking of Jeremy, I yeah. was like, he's not driven enough, which is hilarious <laughs> because he was working for the vice president of the United States. But you know how late he's very, he puts up a very laid right. back mm-hmm. air. Well, and he's very, thought, yeah, he's he's very, uh, what's the word, Cosh- um, deliberate? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you know. very deliberate. Yes. So he, I read that as like, oh, he's just hanging out or yeah. something. Yeah. But, we just, yeah. you know. Yeah, he might appear more, that way, but his mind yeah. is churning. And he's totally intentional and totally, mm-hmm. like, he's, he's mm-hmm. thinking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then what? Let's see. We we dated for nine months, and then we were engaged for, for four months. and. Mm. The rest wow. is history. Yeah, I was I was kind of <laughs> laughing when you were talking, and you're like, "And if you know my husband, I'm thinking, yeah, I do." I kind of like raised him, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but for all of those people, uh, you know, who might I be listening, you don't know. Yeah, you may or may not know. That's right. That's husband. right. And you know, one of the things when Grace Ann and I were talking that, that I'd said to her, like, I respected Carl before. Like, I love what you said about y'all were friends first. You know, but mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wouldn't have called myself a friend with Carl. I mean, because he was like on staff and I was a student. But but it is the type of thing where I respected him before I loved him. And even yeah. like, and it wasn't my brother who said something about Carl and me. Oh, he would be great for you to marry. It was my brother-in-law. And I was like, you're nuts. You know, I respect oh, him. Interesting. Yeah, I, res- yeah, I respect know. him. But, you know, no, no. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I but, know, that's funny. He was right. <laughs> he was right. They he were was, right. He was <laughs> right. My parents, they were right. You know, they were right. <laughs> so that's great. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I, I love that. So, okay, so now that you're, you know, you're dating and all of that, and maybe in those, I know you've shared before about not really sure sure at first what the relationship is. So mm-hmm. maybe share a little bit about some of the safeguards you might have had to put in place in terms of to protect your heart, even maybe because of some of the past relationships or whatever, or, or trying to figure out where this was going um, that helped you navigate your feelings and your thoughts about Jeremy specifically. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, nobody should hold me up as an example. Like I said, I mean, I was just kind of nuts about him. Like I remember being... Um, Wednesday night church in the West Hall of our church and, and just being like, oh, man, I just hope he shows up because, you know, sometimes he, he, he I think he was working in the White House at the time or oh, mm-hmm. maybe they just, mm-hmm. but it was like, if you know, it, that if undriven it, guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if he had to work late, right. then he wasn't going to be there. But then and sometimes like about 15 minutes into Bible study, he'd show up you know, in his Navy suit and be sitting over in the West Hall. And I was like, oh, he made it. <laughs> anyway, point being, I was just a total nut job. But I mean, I guess one of the natural safeguards that was there was just doing it in the context of church friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Friends. yeah. Church Sorry. friends, like believers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, my friends were believers. And so I lived with Christian girls. I, um, he had, he lived with Christian guys. We were, our relationship was 
it started in the church and that was kind of where it was. So mm-hmm. there, there was that like natural, mm-hmm. we were going to have people like, Hey, what's, what's the deal if like, if our relationship was going in some kind of like unhealthy way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like even accountability was, kind of. Yeah. Just accountability. Totally. Yep. So even yeah. though I was a total nut about him, <laughs> uh, but I mean, the other nice safeguard was from my parents mm-hmm. like hey just the i mean and my brothers too but like you mm-hmm. don't pursue him right so even though i felt wanted like to? a total <laughs> psycho for him yeah exactly even though i wanted to i wasn't going to i yeah. wasn't gonna call him that's a huge gonna, yeah that's huge yeah. that's a huge safeguard yeah that you oh, that you put huge. the brakes no. on it and even the restraint yeah. with that because that helps prepare you for marriage too you know, when no, you're in your totally. marriage. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally. Yeah. I mean, that's a life skill for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, I want to say something. I want to do something. I want to move something forward, but I'm just going to not yeah. and like trust him and trust the Lord with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I think, uh, and then, you know, just being in the word, like mm-hmm. that's right. That's good for your heart and mind always so <laughs> yeah no um, kidding I mean yeah but yeah so I think even though I was like Jerry! uh <laughs> just God and his kindness put me in the right environment and, and gave me the grace of my parents to mm-hmm. just you Not don't pursue, my, yeah, yeah, my and, crazy girl instincts. <laughs> well, and that you had the maturity and the wisdom to listen to your parents and to heed their advice. You know, well, that's you. like yes. that's huge. And I think about I the verse. Some maturity, yeah, some wisdom, <laughs> <laughs> I think about Proverbs. It says, you know, a wise woman restrains her lips, and it's like, and she restrains a lot of other things too if she's yeah, wise. Totally, you know. So that yeah, yeah, but that is a testimony to your parents, especially. Um, and to you, Cassid, especially in this day when women and young girls are constantly putting themselves out there and we've all done it. You know, I remember being in college and there was a guy in one of my classes. Oh, he's just like the cutest thing. And I would just always like make sure I was, you know, in the hall when he walked around. The right <laughs> yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all do that, you know, but but never would I call, never would I say, hey, or go up and talk. I, I might be there, but I wouldn't do anything about it so so that yeah anyway um that's great um yeah I like that and I mean it's good in terms of the accountability and then even being heeding your parents wisdom that's huge Mm -hmm. so now that you've been married 17 no 14 years no yeah, 14, 14, 14. it's it's Maureen, Uh it's Maureen 17, Maureen 17, Uh, that's right, that's right, um, uh, yeah, I have all the years down, because Grace is 12, and you're, you're 14, because you got, yeah, um, and then Maureen, anyway, so what advice would you give to, let's just say, you know, because you're an older woman to teenagers and girls in their 20s now, if they came and say, oh, can you help us, like, navigate, or what do you think I should do about this, like, what are some things you might tell teens and college girls who are wondering how to navigate, not just based on what you did, but what you learned, and also, with that question is, what would you tell your own self now, thinking about the way you were, or even before you ever met Jeremy, what would you say to your own self if you could talk to 15-year-old Kessid or, you know, 20-year-old Kessid in terms of what mm-hmm. you've learned and what God has taught you? And because out of that will come what you tell your own daughters as you navigate these years with them, you know, when yeah. you put it before the Lord. So what are some things, you know, 
that, that you've learned I, that you would pass I on? Just to, um, one would be to just grow in your relationship with God apart from any relationship with a guy. Like just grow into the woman God would have you to be like mm-hmm. serving and loving in your family, in your church. These are things that I think, I mean, ultimately, right. Just mm-hmm. grow into the woman God's designed you to be. So that, that should be your first and foremost focus. Like you, you're, mm-hmm. if you're a 15 year old girl, you're not looking to get married right now. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, think about, okay, who do I want to be in terms of my character? What are my gifts? How do I like to spend my time? And, and even in your 20s, working on uh, developing those things and, and just growing as a person, um, don't, don't neglect that. And then when it comes to a relationship with, with guys, I would say um, have good guy friends, if you can, good Christian guy friends, protect those relationships as just like pure brothers in Christ. And, and I would say, especially if you're, you know, teen, early twenties, just as you're getting started on, on considering like, you know, dating relationships, uh, especially before you're in college and stuff, I would just enjoy hanging out with guys Mm. with groups. Mm-hmm. just enjoy those friendships and that doesn't mean like oh you're not attracted to anyone and oh you don't like like someone on anyone <laughs> yeah, or yeah. whatever yeah no these are like healthy normal things that's right that's but right. just like i wouldn't you just don't it don't need to act on that at this point so just enjoying those in kind of a group setting and and the kind of what i was able to do in my early 20s with a job and i know that that, um, you know, that's something that you have to cultivate. And that's probably being in a church setting and having those Christian friendships so that the, you can't just like create that out of thin air. It already has to be there. So have strong relationships with guys and girls who are followers of Christ mm-hmm. and then and then experience the, the, the kind of like opposite sex attraction, you know, maybe beginning of dating as you're getting a little older in that context, Mm -hmm. you know, with your family knowing what's going on, um, involved in it rather than like, yeah, sometimes you see these people with these like one-on-one super intense and you're just like, that's, Mm -hmm. that's not healthy Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. And you're not going to be wise. Um, anyways. So I think, um, that's what I would tell my old my younger self my teenage tested self like hey just <laughs> this these guys like you, you don't need to have some special dating relationship yeah. right now like yeah. just enjoy strong good friendships and it's okay to think somebody's cute but that you don't need to date them um yeah. anyways yeah yeah that's great well you know the bible uh says in proverbs 18 he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor 
from the Lord. And I, you know, just as speaking as your mother-in-law and you as the wife to my son, I know that he's found a good thing in you, Kesset, and I'm so grateful for you. I really am. And I, I just pray, you know, and I pray for you. And it is true what I read in that little thing that I had wrote a number of years ago that I had written a number of years ago that, um, you know, from when I met you, I just, I liked you right away. And, and, you know, and sometimes like with moms and dads as they've, they've been the ones staring at their kids' faces all these years and pouring their lives into them. And it's just like, sometimes Mm -hmm. when, you know, then then there's sometimes there's people like, "Eh, they're nice, but, "Eh." and then it's like, (laughs) oh, but when you know, you know, and you, Mm -hmm. and you just like, oh, and you watch them and I don't know, it's just, I'm very grateful. So not only did you, Oh, I'm grateful. I I seriously the the like love and protection and training and just like all the investment that you put into Jeremy. Wow. It's like I have a husband who is he's pure. Mm. He is um he is a hardworking. I never I don't have to fear about like provision for our family mm-hmm. or him doing unwise things. He's um, steadfast. I don't know, just all these things where it's like, it's like gold. That is just, well, and even it's not everywhere. Yeah. And even as you say those things, it just reminds me how we as wives, if we if we're married to good men, we, that's those are the kinds of things we should focus on anyway. You know, we're so prone to focus on the things that they do wrong or the things that aggravate oh, yeah. us in general. And um, yes. but I need that reminder. I've been married for, you know, since 1980. And I need that reminder all the time. But with that verse, you know, when it says finds a good thing, and I truly feel that way. Uh, about you in terms of Jeremy found a good thing. I sometimes telling that in a text message, I'll say, you know, if I say something about you and I'll say, you found a good thing. But the other thing that's really great about that verse, it's not in the verse, I'm just going to put an application here, <laughs> is that, um, you know, a, a mother-in-law who finds a daughter-in-law finds a good thing. <laughs> I didn't find you. Amen. I didn't find you. My son did. But it's that whole principle of, you know, your sons give you more girl, more daughters, your daughter, mm-hmm. like Grace Anna, what a wonderful son-in-law we have. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they add to your family in ways, especially as they love the Lord and they're walking with him and that's what you want and you can't make it happen with your kids you can't make them become Christians you can't make them do anything but you can pray like heck and you can hold on for dear life hold on to scripture for dear life that he's going to save them and not only save them but protect them and grow them in the faith and that's what we want so it's been great, Kessid. I'm so thankful you that you're so willing, willing to come on the uh, come on this. Is there any like last little verse or anything you want to say before I uh, close it all out? Oh, anything? no. I, okay, well, I was just thinking about praying, like how you were saying it. I when I start praying for my girls and like mm. if you know the Lord has a future uh, husband for them, I get on just the, a rabbit trail. <laughs> start praying for. Not only the the man, but his parents, and for them to be having wisdom right now. And oh, and trust me, <laughs> trust me, what Carl, Carl and I, and, and I always talk about like sometimes I just say I was just eating the carpet about these things because you're wow. like on the ground. I felt like oh, I got like shag carpet in my mouth. So, well, and you, know. you and like you texted us today, us girls, we were all texting, and you this just morning. said God is faithful to every generation. Yeah, and yeah. that's I mean that's the promise that I have to cling to when I think about 
my girls in the future. Mm -hmm. um, That's because right. If if we're just looking around, I mean, things look bleak, highly questionable, and we right get fearful. Now. We get fearful. And we get fearful. Yeah, but God's on His throne. That's and right. He is faithful to every generation. That's right. So and He that, will. Yep. Yeah. And it's an exciting, yeah, and it's an exciting time to be a believer. It's it's a time where we need courage and conviction, mm -hmm. obviously, mm -hmm. but God is not going to forsake us. He doesn't do that. He will be with us to the end of the age, and so um, and and He will be that with our girls. So, anyway. I uh, well, will close this one out, and I will we'll, we'll be on soon again, all of us together. Yes. If you enjoyed this episode of Rare But Real, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And share this podcast with friends. Follow Audrey on Instagram and Facebook at Mothering From The Heart. And listen to all her messages on the Search the Scriptures app.